0: You're listening to The Bookkeeper's Podcast with The 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week we'll be talking about what's new
1: in the bookkeeping world and here are your hosts and founders of The Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi and welcome back to Bookkeeper's Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Janet Murray this afternoon and we're going to be talking to you about being more courageous in the content that you're creating. Janet, thank you so much for taking the time for us today. How are you? I'm good thanks so much for having me. Oh no it's absolutely our pleasure and just before we started the live stream I was reflecting on how I felt when I started my bookkeeping practice all those years ago and I was the kind of person who felt like I needed to be very professional and hide behind a logo and uh, post pictures of calculators and Uh, computers because I didn't know what else to be doing and uh, and I know that this is going to be such a valuable session because there are a lot of people who are joining us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club who also are feeling stuck. We've been talking all week about how we need to be online, we need to connect with our clients, we need to be ourselves, we keep talking about being authentic but how do we actually do that and how can we be braver in stepping out of ourselves and being more visible. So um Janet I wonder if you can start by telling our listeners a bit more about what you do that would be a great place to start. So
2: gosh where do I start? Um so I've been doing business online for quite a few um years now and these days I help people to create engaging content that is all about attracting their ideal clients or customers. Uh, it's been a bit of a journey. I started off as I was a school teacher to start off with then I was a journalist and then I kind of fell into doing online business and I started off, like many things in business, complete accident how things <laughs> happened, but um, I was a journalist. People kept asking me how you get in the press and how do you get press coverage, and so I started to think, oh, maybe I should have a blog about this, or you know, maybe I should create some content. I ended up starting a podcast, and, and uh, I did that for quite a few years, and then I started to realize that actually business owners, the content that they create themselves is often the, the most powerful thing. So yes, everybody wants to be in the Guardian or the Telegraph or where, wherever, but but actually what I was seeing is that the content you create yourself as a business owner, that is often so much more powerful than any press coverage that you could possibly get. So, so I started to broaden my focus to help people with uh, content creation, content planning, and also accidental as with most things in my business (laughs) when I first started out I I I saw a lot of people struggling with content a lot of people stuck for what to post and because my background was journalism I never I was just like I've got loads of ideas like I'm I'm always full of ideas and and I never have to think about what to post in fact I have to stop myself and and go, go off and like i have to actually kind of stop myself from creating content and go and do some do some 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 real work as i would call it and um i saw a lot of people struggling and one of the things for me was that as a journalist, I'd had to have a calendar, an editorial calendar that I'd had to follow, and that really gave me a steer on what I should be posting when, what people were going to be interested in at different times. So I ended up creating this planner. This was I did the first one back in 2017. I might still have it on my desk. It looks very different <laughs> than the one I've got now. And um, so I started selling this, this this physical planner, and that's actually transformed my whole business. So now nowadays my brand is Courageous Content. I have a podcast. It's my second podcast i um I have a planner that's one of the main things I do. I sell a content planner um I also run an annual content planning event and I've got a content membership as well so um does that give you a bit of a that's me trying
0: to be, <laughs> trying to be that's amazing that, that is amazing and it and it is the thing that so this week we've been speaking to people that have been talking about different platforms and you know uh what to post on this platform, how to be on this platform and everyone's like. That's fine, but exactly that question, Janet. How, what what do I say? what What am I going to talk about? And so I can see that a few of our people that joined of us have bought your planner, um, and they're saying, I bought yours I bought it a couple of days ago da, da, da. so that's good. There's a few people here that know of you and, um, and me and Zoe um, had had your planner last year. We bought it again this year, and um, I'm just waiting for it to arrive. Um, so um, we know that having a plan. Can really help us in those moments where we don't have that idea but how do you go about creating a content plan where do you start
2: well I think the first thing is just understanding who you're talking to so well actually the very first thing is what's my objective so I'm guessing that lots of people here today it's about let me know in the comments if it's any different but I'm guessing most of it is about um, attracting Clients and and attracting people that might want to to pay you money in the most kind of a you know I can't really put a finer point on it. So so that's your objective. Who are the people that you want to work with? If you're a bookkeeper, I'm guessing because this is true of any industry that. There are many different types of people that you might want to work with, different types of businesses, stages of business. And I'm sure you guys probably encourage people to kind of find their space and to find their niche. And, um, you know, people love working with specialists. So, you know, if you're a bookkeeper who specializes in working with authors or you're a bookkeeper, that's, you know, people have this idea that somehow it, it's going to be better. It probably is because you're, you're more in tune with that particular industry. So that's the first thing is what's my aim I'm guessing unless there's any any anyone who's a bit unusual that it's about attracting your ideal clients and customers, and who are they, who are those people? so that would be the first thing I would always ask yourself and am I right in saying that um
1: that that you oh, yeah that absolutely phrase? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I th- and we really encourage people to niche. We know that it helps you not only to get really clear on your marketing plan, who you're speaking to, but also it helps you to be really good at bookkeeping because you know the systems and the programs that those particular clients are using. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. That.
2: yeah. And there's real value to, you know, just as an example, I sell a planner and um, I, I remember my accountant saying to me a few years ago saying, actually, it may well be that you don't need to charge that on your planner. And just having somebody who knows the industry enough to ask the question and to say, oh, I could connect this in an accountant, not a bookkeeper, but, and I can connect you with the right person. Somebody who's working in the publishing space is probably more likely to pick that up than somebody who's who's a generalist, I think. Um, and um, I'm not saying that we all worked out as it <laughs> there's a whole other conversation, but the fact that if somebody knows an industry really well, they're going to be able to highlight things to you that maybe you haven't thought about or more efficient ways of doing things or opportunities that you might be able to kind of take care of. So um, that would always be the place to start. So who are my audience and what what do they need to hear from me? Um, so, I mean, it usually starts with problems. <laughs> so uh, people don't consume content just for the sake of it. We we consume there's two reasons actually that people consume content and it's to fulfill a need. So it's either a practical need. So we need to know something like we need to know uh, how we're going to be impacted by the national insurance going up, for example, that's a very practical need. Uh, An emotional need might be more about, um, you know, wondering if, um, you know, that need for security, which is, and I think money is actually quite an emotional thing, like to let somebody look at your books as a business owner, that's quite a vulnerable thing to do. And I think a lot of accountants and people who do money for a living don't maybe don't always appreciate that that's actually quite a vulnerable thing to do so let someone inside your account and most of us when we first start working with a bookkeeper or an accountant they're usually in a bit of a mess as well because that's why you've why you've hired them so I think being able to connect with people on two levels so practical so a lot of people today will be asking about national insurance how's that going to impact on me and my business uh, but also the emotional side of it as well and and so it's understanding like what what are my people going to be feeling what are they going to be worried about they definitely don't want to see pictures of calculators all the time um so um an example to say would be things like you know if i was a bookkeeper um today i would be creating content about national insurance and and saying you know this is how you will be affected or not be affected um i would be um keeping a calendar of, um, you know, things like obvious things like the budget um, and other things that, that might affect small business owners. Um, when I was in journalism, we used to talk about two types of content, which is quite, um, it's quite a useful way of looking at it, is is um, on diary and off diary. So there's kind of things which, um, you know, particularly with anything that's finance related, there's things that are happening in the news. And if you're a business owner, you know, all the furlough stuff as well. And again, as a bookkeeper, that's, you know, that's not like, no one's expecting anybody to be an expert in all of this stuff. It it could just be about sharing information, saying, you know, this is a really interesting uh, development. What do you think about it? Um, people are far more, intre- they're far more interested in you serving them in that way they are than you um, just kind of, you know, telling them about uh, what it is that, that you do. So does that kind of make sense about the kind of the first thing to sit down? It's like, what are the questions people ask me all the time, like over and over again? when we're just sat alone together like what are the things that they say to me that they fear Does does that
0: make sense yeah absolutely Uh, i had the i was given the top tip once to just have a book a notebook called questions and she and it was an old coach of mine she said every time a client emails you a question phones you with a question in a meeting asks you a question just write them all down because that's your content and i was like oh yeah that makes (laughs) sense because it is isn't it it's that's pick when people consume the content because they want to know the answer to something they want to move forward they don't want to be in the same position like you or you might do it for entertainment because you want to giggle and a laugh and yeah. you, know, you might watch a cat play on the piano because it, it's funny but it's right. moved you forward you don't want to be like staying in the same place and read something that you know everything about and this is what I think some of our bookkeepers don't realize that even if they're brand new to the industry they're still that who's couple of steps forward more than somebody else and them actually sharing what they know today will help a lot of people and it doesn't mean they don't have to be the expert they don't have to know everything they just have to share what they know right now
2: yeah exactly and also there's this misconception that if you run a business that you only should talk about business and actually that's the opposite of people, of often what people want because if you think about the equivalent of going to a networking event and you know say you got stuck in a corner with a bookkeeper and all they were doing was talking about their bookkeeping service like you're going to want to get away from that person as soon as possible um and most of us like to do business with people that we like so we actually want to know that you know they've got a bit of a sense of humor that they um are interested in other things apart from um bookkeeping um so it really is about starting with those those questions one thing that's really occurred to me and I saw someone asking about my planner um over the last few years is that I think where a lot of business owners go wrong is they try to create too much content so this might be good news for people who are watching um and you might this might be familiar to you if you've ever tried to stick to a content plan it's like dieting I call it like yo-yo content creation so January the 1st comes around this is the year I'm going to be on LinkedIn every day I'm going to be on Twitter or whatever it is and then you get to about January the 7th and you're like oh uh, actually um, uh, this is a bit too much and often that's because people are trying to do too much so my planner actually and this has all kind of come together after years of teaching people content this is like this stuff doesn't all happen overnight but I just I was just sat there one day and I was like well most people fail because they're trying to do too much too soon they're trying to change too many habits like if you're somebody that hasn't consistently posted content and then suddenly you're like right that's all it's like going on a really strict diet so i have this thing now it's called the four by four strategy and it's just like post four styles of content four days a week and i can tell you what those styles of content are and give you a few um ideas um but even if you showed up say four four days a week gave yourself a day off had weekends off even if you took a few weeks off a year for your holiday all of that stuff if you did that consistently that's 16 pieces of pieces of content a month and I I think you should take the same post and repurpose it for different platforms I don't think you should be trying to create um new content for every platform. Um, That's probably a lot more than most people are managing at the moment, because they're doing that yo-yo on, off, on, off. And uh, you might wanna share in the comments, this might be you. It was me, it was everyone I know, (laughs) before we kind of discovered that actually, often less is more, it's better to show up consistently with good content, take the weekends off, take Fridays off, whatever, and actually do it if that makes sense.
1: Um it so does. it's and someone yeah. someone's asked actually, should you share it across all platforms? So you should share exactly the same thing across all the platforms that you're using well, or should okay. No, not exactly the same thing. There is a difference between re
2: repurposing and reposting. So you might have seen people do this. So they post something on Instagram And then they just hit that, you know, there's a little button on Instagram that means you can share it to Facebook. Like that's not going to be good for you or your business Um, because you have different audiences on different platforms, different types of people will follow you. The other thing as well is you don't have to be on every platform. It's better to do one platform really, really well and then try and do four really badly or even two really badly. And I think if you can crack one and start to do one really well. It becomes easier to add new ones on. But if you're doing, I see people who are doing Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, every new thing that comes along really badly on every platform, it's just a waste. It honestly is a waste of your time. It's better to say, right, do you know what? I'm really gonna crack LinkedIn. And it's about, I think you'll find for most people, you can find your people on most platforms. So I would pick the platform that you like, that you like the best. (laughs) Because if you like, you know, if you If you are on LinkedIn because you think that's where you should be, but you hate LinkedIn, that's probably gonna come across in your content. And actually platforms which you might not expect, like some of my favorite people to follow on LinkedIn are businesses that you wouldn't expect to see on LinkedIn, like a florist, um, a guy who hand-dyes shoes. Uh, There's a lady who trains dogs for, um, um, I think they're police sniffer dogs or something. Um, Some of the people who have the most unusual (laughs) jobs or roles, they do better because LinkedIn is full of people just posting really boring stuff. Uh, So if you turn up and you do something a bit, you know, like the flower lady um, do something different, then you will really stand out. Uh, But equally places like TikTok, amazing for, um, and again places that you wouldn't necessarily think of oh, isn't that just teenagers dancing not at all and actually that's somewhere where as a bookkeeper you could really stand out because there's not many bookkeepers who are showing up on TikTok and sharing you know valuable and fun and fun content so uh, that would be too like you don't have to be on every platform get good at one then it gets really easy to add more in but it it's a waste of time just doing loads of platforms and Um, I mean, I can talk about how you might repurpose one post and, you know, if you are going to do it across platforms, but it's just remembering that different people follow you. Like, I I post some things on TikTok that do really well, that absolutely bomb on Instagram Reels and the other way around. And instead of blaming the platform, instead of sort of like saying, oh, well, you know, I don't know, it's the algorithm. It's like, well, I've just got different audiences on that platform. So I'm going to just tweak my post slightly. I'm going to maybe record a video, but just just make a slight tweak, or uh, you know, I might take that same topic, and I often take one topic and I'll record a video on it for TikTok. Um, I will have a put the written version on Facebook, record just a slightly different video for Instagram Reels, and then turn the same thing into uh, like a tweet or something. Um, So you can take the same idea, the same text, but just just turn it into slightly different things. Um, But what I really would recommend against is just hitting that share button because that will do you no further,
1: you know, because you're not tailoring your content to your audience. There are lots of people saying that they're guilty of that. I've done it too. I remember actually, I, I used to be in Janet's membership a while ago, and I remember saying, "Oh, great, great news, Janet! I've pushed everything through. It just goes straight through." And you're like, "Don't do that." So I've, I've done it too. Um, but and you feel like, you know, how can I be really efficient with my time? And that's one of my questions. Then, um, how do you? You've just said about repurposing it across different platforms, and and actually, I've seen some it, some of our bookkeepers have posted some reels this week, which has been amazing. Um, how do you suggest people find the time to do this? Because I think the idea of recording a video and maybe doing another version and writing a text version might feel like, actually, if I'm gonna do 16 pieces of content a month, that's still quite a lot to fit in. Um, how can um, they do you make that? Well, it's about, so I'll,
2: I'll, I'll share with you these four types of content because some of them take about a minute to create. <laughs> um, and so it might be about saying, well, I'll do one, you know, slightly more effort A week and the rest are just going to be short and sweet so these four types of content um so it's 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 really helpful because it spells out nice uh so the first one is news news and trends so that might be when you're talking about so that you know national insurance is an example something that's happening in the news that's relevant that you know your audience will be interested in this is not about sharing the bbc article about it because every time that you if you share basically every social media platform wants to keep you on that platform so if you share a link to the bbc's article about. Uh, national insurance you're taking people off linkedin or wherever you're sharing so the key is is just to sum it up in your own words people are interested they're not in they, they can watch the news for themselves what they're interested in is your take on it um so and how you think it might affect them and i think we saw a lot of people do that really well during lockdown and covid and things like um uh sort of furlough schemes and things like that people actually interpreting the news because that's that's where you can be of help because you're an expert. Um, so, but it also could be just something. Um, it could be Love Island, or it could be you know uh, maybe there's a bookkeeper on Love Island, or maybe um, there's a, a new feature on Zero that um, that could really help. And what you're doing is you're you're cutting through all of the noise. Like, yeah, I could go and read about the. I mean, do I want to go and read the latest thing about the Zero update? No, I probably don't. But if you can tell me about it, and you can tell me about it in a sentence, like, hey, you can now do this on zero, um, then that saved me time. So news and trends is about keeping people up to date. And you can literally do that in a sentence or two, you could just say, hey, have you heard that zero, you can now do this on zero? Um, blah, 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 blah. What, what do you think? And that's always my trick as well, is that people want to, people don't want you to talk at them, they want to have a conversation with you. And that's how you get clients. So uh, I don't know if you guys can think of anything that's happened in the kind of you know bookkeeping space that would be newsy and um, is there anything you can think of I know I'm putting you
0: totally on the spot but is there anything that's happened recently that that well, yeah. I posted last week because there was a first in-person accountancy event that hasn't been forever yeah. so that was you know actually yeah. got to put shoes on and go to London and be yeah. meet actual real life people so I suppose something like that there's lots of we've got lots of events that are coming up um the the october november for the accounting world there's lots of things so i think Mm. that kind of events would be something good as well wouldn't it you could just say
2: um so just you know post a picture of yourself i'm at this event um what's uh do you do you feel confident enough to go to in-person events or something like that um so um so it's either something new new or something new in your industry or it could can even be a new product or service that you've got as long as people are interested in it as long as you're not just blasting at people so that's the first type and that can be really quick Uh, and I would recommend that you just make it part of your routine in the morning just to just have a flick through the news and just see what you know or if you're on twitter just have a flick through what's trending on twitter and just see if there's anything that um, that people you know might be relevant it doesn't necessarily have to be strictly money related anything' to do with businesses so um, you know after the budget things like that you know um, how do you feel about having to pay more for whatever it might be um so the next thing um, would be um, so there's inspiration so when I was talking earlier about how your your, your audience actually don't always want to be educated or sometimes they just want you to make them feel better um so inspirational posts. it could be sharing this is where your testimonials might come in so once a week you could say well, I'm going to share a testimonial from a client who I've worked with and it's it's really transformed their business hiring me to do their bookkeeping so um this is not about you just this is where people go wrong with it you just going on to Canva or something and saying it was really great working with Zoe she's an amazing bookkeeper it's about you actually telling a story a transformation story so if you think about somebody that you've worked with who's hired your services and it's actually helped them to you know um, take Fridays off to spend with their daughter or to you know think about what your audience would so, so it can take a little bit of just a little bit of I mean again two or three paragraphs like actually tell the story and and, and and talk about how it made you feel, but then ask other people like, you know, how, how did you feel? So it can also sometimes be about, um, so what I think about my audience and the certain messages I know that always resonate. So there's things like, um, you know, keep going, you can do it, uh, go at your own pace. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing it's okay to post less content you know you don't have to post every day so I would think about and again I don't know what you you two guys you've, you've worked in this space but what would you say would be reassuring messages for your for your clients it, you know things that they might need to hear just need a reminder of Anything well, we that can... were
0: talking we were talking today about um, you know collaboration over competition stay in your own lane don't let competitive items get the better of you you know yeah. someone's Social media feed isn't always real life. Um, that yeah. kind of imposter so syndrome stuff, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. sorry, go on, Zoe, sorry. I was just going to say for like our bookkeepers, the kind of things they might want to be talking about is I work with this client, Dave, and Dave was in a right mess and he had bits of paper everywhere all over his van and he didn't know anything about, and he couldn't pay his tax bill or he had a big shock because he'd done X, Y, and Z and hadn't accounted for the VAT. So just telling people you're not the only person who's feeling like this and actually I've got a solution, could be a good yeah. way you've got those kind of stories they don't have to be that drastic but <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That kind of thing. and I think just reassuring people that you know I remember one of my accountants telling me once that that um you know some people literally turn up with a plastic bag full of receipts and say sort that out kind of thing and um and and a lot of a lot of business owners feel that they're worse with money or they're less organized or that they've you know they've messed up or whatever and I'm reassuring people you know, even think, talking about things like debt or whatever, you know, that, that actually you, you don't have to. It's like someone saying, I'm married today, <laughs> You don't, you know. Um, but it's about making people, sometimes people just want you to, to, to make them feel better and, and that they're okay. And they're not this like, you know, awful person because they've got a, a, a carrier bag full of receipts. Now, A message I often share about my content, and this is something that would translate to bookkeeping, is like, I was actually talking about this on someone else's post yesterday, is that like no one starts a business and just, knows how to create content like people get paid to create content like you know like I I did a podcast episode on this where I was talking about how like I could apply for a job quite a well-paid job to create content for a big organization because I have that experience but I couldn't apply for a job as a bookkeeper I don't know where to start like I couldn't apply for an accountancy job god help anyone who had me anywhere near their accounts and it's about kind of almost reminding people that you're a specialist but not in like a shaming way but um and I think that people kind of get online and they think oh I, I just need you know I need to know how to do this and it, it takes time it, it takes time and I think it's the same with managing your your books or managing the money in your business it's like you, you know who starts a business and knows how to do all your zero stuff or who, who knows how to the best way to organize your receipts or you know like who 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 knows. I mean, I remember struggling even just like to remember where my tax year was and when things had to be paid and things like that. And, you know, lying awake, worrying about not. So it, it's about making people feel less alone. And they can literally just be um, if you're on Instagram, you can actually find some really powerful quotes and you can you can post, you know, the sort of meme type things. But they have to be there's a whole other conversation. They have to be really good. They have to be really like hit you here. Uh, so that's inspirational. Um the other type is community. This is really quick. See, when you were talking about time, um, and people don't do enough of this, but a really great way to just to, to create content is just to ask questions. So this my content planner has all these awareness days and key dates, and and I, occasionally I'll get somebody who'll buy one and they'll go, wow, this is such a rip off because it's just got all these awareness days and key dates. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, where are all the pre-written social media posts? Now, I'm sure I don't need to tell you guys that... I, that that posting the same as somebody who's not a bookkeeper or you know doesn't have the same clients is not a good idea just to take other people's posts it's not going to work for you so awareness days are jumping off points so I use them like um so I should say I probably got got one of my diaries on my desk but um if I see if I've got it open at the right page but I just I just use them as kind of what questions can I ask people about So I'm just looking for October so um Oh, like boss's day. Like what's the worst best boss that you've ever had? Or what's the best boss that you've ever had? Like what's the number one quality that you, a boss needs to have? That's a minute. It'd take you a minute to write that. And people love answering questions. And it's more like what you would chat to your friends with over coffee. It's not like super serious stuff. Um, Oh God, name your car day. (laughs) Like, Does your car have a name? Like, Ones that I go back to time and time again, like um, what was your first car Uh, You two might be too young for this. What was your first record? Things like um how many times did you take your driving test, you know, things like that. And I have a bank of those. I call them community questions. And if you can make them related to your business, great. But you don't actually have to. People just like talking about stuff. Like, do you like your name? um You know, <laughs> all sorts of things like that. So I, I use these. You know, I've got one here in my hand, but I just use awareness days just as a kind of. And there are like financial ones, and I think there is a bookkeeper. There's a, a bookkeeper's day, isn't there? There's a just love your book I feel like we, we should know it. this maybe we'll make there's one a bookkeeper's one. week
0: there's a bookkeeping yeah. week wasn't there yeah 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 but. I thought,
2: yeah I thought there was and I think um so like and you can go you can go to some really cool places so like we did um there's there's a day called national nude day which sounds really silly but um I did some posts where I was like um you know, would you go on social media without makeup? So that's that's what nude means in my world. In the bookkeeping world, nude might mean, you know, could you do your books without an accounting software like Zero or QuickBooks or whatever? Um, and, and, you know, because that would be the nude equivalent. So I just use them as like, you know, how would you feel about, or do you know anyone that still does it in a book kind of thing, you know? Um, you can ask, you know, what do people think of bookkeepers? Like when, you know, people think of them as little sort of little... Old ladies with cardigans and tweed skirts and you know like, th- there's so much that you can talk about it's just asking asking questions if that if that makes sense so that's the third type community and they literally take about a minute to write you can just have a, I have a spreadsheet of them in in different topics that so people love talking about food as well and so I have like a spreadsheet of them and the last one's educate so these are the ones that probably you might take a little bit more time so we've got news and trends inspire um I forgot my own community and then educate. (laughs) These are the ones you might take a little bit longer on. But even so, they don't need to take that long. But what a lot of people do on social media is they try to deliver a blog post and people are not looking for blog posts. They're looking for like little snackable tips. So, for example, um, I'm trying to think of of something like, what's a little tip that you could share? It could even just be um, Receipt Bank or something. It could be like, you know, this is my favorite app for, uh, for keeping receipts and or here's a little tip for not losing your receipts uh, here here's a little tip that I've got what people again it's back to those questions so um but what what do people ask you do, you two off the top of your head because Joe, you said you had a question book what what's in your question book?
0: <laughs> well, a, a lot of the time people say things like um how how am I ever going to be good at this because I was rubbish at maths at school so mm-hmm. um you know so like ask, ask can, can can I get um they often come to me saying like I'm, I'm really sick with numbers I, I don't I can't I can't do this stuff um yeah. how how will I how am I going to get better at this or how do I know when I'm going to get be that registered or I've just had I've just actually had a question from a client can I afford to take on another member of staff those yeah. kind of questions so yeah, yeah. they come through all. All the time, all the time, and exactly that what you said. When when's the year end? Have I done last year's? How do I know if I've done last year's? Did I pay the tax? What's that payment yeah. on account thing? Loads of things. What's
2: the difference between personal tax and and yeah and and yeah well, yeah payment? Why do I have to pay this year for next year? That
1: kind of stuff. Yeah. Was there anything on your question book, Zoe? That that comes comes through for you well well so well what I used to do is I used to write a blog uh, but like you say it needs to be shorter than that and the blog I wrote so many blog posts that I wrote a book out of all of the blog posts so I know you know I know how much content you can create by doing this but what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. now with like at that time we didn't have reels or TikTok or anything right. but i'm just thinking of the kind of tips you could show people you could use a phone image background on a reel and you could put uh, you could record do a screen recording of do you know if you click here you can do xyz and do a very quick demo of a feature in depth yep. or on zero on your phone or something so i yeah. think there are loads of things you could do like that
2: yeah and don't and, and don't take for granted what you know so And with your blog post, as you were talking, Joe, I was thinking the topics that you were talking about were actually blog post topics because they were quite wide. What we're looking for is like a bullet point within a blog. So Zoe could go back over her blogs and take, because typically a social media post, people haven't got time to hang around and like they, so if you had something about, I don't know, um, it could be like
1: change your payment invoice terms to seven days like you don't have to you don't have to give people 30 days to pay change it to seven days or take a deposit like that kind of stuff what we're looking for
2: is stuff that people could implement straight away that's the difference so with a blog post you might read a blog post which is about you know reading your balance sheet or whatever um and that's it's it's not something you can do in a 15 second video or a social media post possibly i mean maybe you know but Maybe you do. Maybe you do have a a little trick, like um, you know, here's here's three things to look at when you're looking at your balance sheet. Maybe you do have that, but that's the kind of thing. Just remember that people on social media, they're scrolling, and if you don't grab them straight away, but exactly, you know, that kind of here's a quick, um, like for example, I teach people social media, and it sounds so obvious. And I saw a TikTok about this, and I was like, no, but it's like no, people don't know what they don't, don't know. It's like how to screen record on your on your phone, and so somebody says to me, how do I get the watermark off a of TikTok to put it onto Instagram? And I'll be like, oh, you just screen record it. And then, and then you realise, say, like, oh, maybe there's some people that don't know how to screen record. And then when I've done live workshops, then you say, why is that person not getting on with what they're doing? Oh, because they don't know how to edit a video clip on their phone. And I think because we're professionals, we think that all the stuff we know is really, really obvious. And actually, there's probably things like, you know, like I've tried to use the reason I keep mentioning Receipt Bank is because it's got really agitated with it because <laughs> I tried to use it sometimes and it just wouldn't work. And I find it really difficult to read instructions. But if you're somebody that's working with these kind of apps all the time or you're working with Xero or QuickBooks and you've got a little hack or something like here's a really, here's a something you've never heard of, of how you can get your monthly earnings and, you know, and see it all in, you know, it's, um, it's those really snackable tips that you could go away and go oh my god I've just tried that and that's amazing so in terms of Zoe was saying that takes a lot of time so I think about it I actually script so I would script a reel so I think I take it one question so a question for you might be um so so you know when um last year when the, when a COVID, hit, a COVID hit and the government gave people like uh, they gave like tax breaks didn't they and I remember like going to pay my tax bill and then my accountant got in touch with me and said, oh, why are you paying your tax bill? And I was like, because I've got the money and like, I don't, I think it's probably my VAT bill actually, but, um, and I was like, cause I've got the money and, and she's like, well, why don't you keep it just in case? And I was like, well, I just want to pay it. And it's that sort of thing. So should you pay, you know, should you pay your VAT bill early? Or, you know, some people don't pay their tax until the right day. Like, you know, is is, is there really, you know, but that stresses you out because you know, I, I know some people literally, they will not pay it till the last day. That stresses me out because I'm worried that I'm going to miss paying it. What happens? Like, you know, how much interest would you have to pay? You hear all these scary stories, but if you don't pay, what happens to you? So just taking one thing like that and write a script. So imagine somebody's asking you that question, like, um, you know, is there any benefit to paying my tax on the last day? It's a little bit long. Uh, and then you just answer it in about, I mean, no more than about 100 words or something like that, and it's scripting it for a video is really good because it makes you be really, really concise. Any of you who are brave enough, you said you had some people who've been doing Instagram reels. It's a really good discipline because what you end up with is about 100 words, so that can be a video. You can just tu- you can then use the that text for your caption. You could turn it at a later date into an Instagram carousel. So you could take that exact, you know. 100 words that you've written to make it into a carousel on Instagram. Uh, tw- on Twitter, you can do those Twitter threads. So then you could take the sentences. So does that make sense when I say it shouldn't It shouldn't take a lot of time? You could yeah, write 100 no. words and then turn that 100 words into four different pieces of content. I, mean, I know it makes it sound easy because I do it all the time, but... It is
1: possible i promise I can, yeah it is and i think um, i'm going oh yeah that's of course you could do that and i think maybe this is something we'll do a training on inside the six month success program for people who are everyone who's saying i don't know how to do this so we can we can do some extra training on this because wow. uh yeah it is it is simple it's just knowing what to do so that's amazing yeah. thank you yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, Okay, so what um, what would you suggest, Janet, to our bookkeepers who are joining us who are afraid of being on social media? They know they need to be there, because we've been going on about it all week, but they need to get themselves out there. Where can they start? So it's a bit
2: of a tricky one because the only way to get good at content is to create content. There is no way around it. And there's no, I wish I could say there was like a blueprint or formula that everyone could follow and I could say this will work for you if you do this, because we're all different and we've got different personalities and um so we have to test but i think you have to work within your comfort zone so i don't know if there's anyone here and do share in the comment if 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 you're somebody that finds video quite quite scary um another thing that people struggle with is um sharing their opinion if you're the kind of person particularly if you've worked in quite a corporate background where you're encouraged not to share your opinion um and people will get i mean when someone says to me they're afraid of sharing their opinion and saying what they think i'm like really like because it's often something really like i prefer cats to dogs or something um but i realize it can be really uncomfortable so it's like start gently so um i i write things that you know that uh, i guess can be quite divisive and that kind of content works really well and i create things that will you know divide people either way but um you don't have to start with that if that makes you feel uncomfortable um just start with, you know, I had a client who, who had a really good post on LinkedIn, which is like, when you go to an event, you expect to get free tea or coffee with your ticket. Uh, it's divisive because people have different views, but it's not like you're not probably going to get hate, hate, you know, somebody, somebody <laughs> if, if, if you post that. Um, so it's about um, the thing, and Leanne's saying about being nervous about doing videos. I think the thing with videos, this is what I give my clients, I don't give scripts, I so would never give scripts, but I give templates. So when I'm teaching people how to do Instagram Reels, I I give people sort of um, templates, which kind of say, you know, it should be this long, record a line about this, this is, you know here's how to choose your topic record a line about this a line about this a line about this and a line about this often when people struggle with things like video there's two reasons so one of them is a the tech thing which I'll talk about in a second the other one is um is just not knowing what to say so actually you know do you know someone who is already quite kind of experience who could help you just kind of have a bit of a template or something you know just to to, to sort of follow if you watch any tiktoks or reels or anything you see most people are almost not they're not following a script because scripts are stilted but they're following a template so creating a template for yourself I've i've got loads of clients doing reels because i give them templates to follow um and for different types of videos and then once you've done it's like your stabilizers once you've done a few you're like oh um Okay, now I can start to break out of it a little bit, but it's like you just need, yeah, you need your stabilizers before you can let them off. Another thing can be you don't have to put your face on camera to start off with, so... Especially if you're somebody who works with... People love looking at spreadsheets and they love looking at... um, You'd be amazed. People love... If you've set your zero up in a certain way or your QuickBooks, you know, like you can get those plugins that make it look all cool and you've got... Like, people just love looking at stuff like that. Or, you know, like we talked about the tutorials. You will get better... If you you can bear to put your face at the beginning saying, like, here's how to... uh, Here's how to scan a receipt onto Receipt Bank or whatever uh, without throwing your phone out the window, um, then... If you can bear to put your face on it will get more engagement if you can just bear to say that bit but then you can just go straight over to um the the video of you know showing people how to do it the other thing i think particularly with things like instagram and real um instagram reels and tiktoks let me know in the comment is is the tech thing i think a lot of a lot of i was there to say is a lot of women i think sort of lack they can do it but they kind of tell themselves that they can't do it um and it's one of those things you can either sit there and say oh, I'm rubbish at tech, I don't know how to do Instagram Reels, or TikTok. everyone is, Every, you know, everyone who's ever created an Instagram Reel struggles to do it. It's fiddly getting the text on. So, you know, grab a teenager or invest in some training or get together with a friend for some accountability. That You know, there's there's no magic thing I can say that's going to make, make that part just happen for you. It's painful for all of us. Just Google it. You know, when I first went to put text on Instagram Reels, I... i I didn't i couldn't my head and tail of it so just googled it went on youtube got a video and 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 watched it um but the tech thing don't let that put you off because you know grab a teenager or grab somebody who is more tech savvy and just get them to show you how to do it um so that's you know i hope that's helped on sort of confidence side. you don't have to put your face on you can build up to that my favorite story of that is i had a client who's an artist who when i first met her she was terrified of going on video and she um i said to her just 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 start by sketching and record you sketching and people watch you sketching. She was a fashion illustrator and I went onto Instagram one evening and she was, um, she was selling her paintings like to camera. And I just couldn't believe it. But if she hadn't been just taking that small step of just recording her hand sketching and she got comfortable with that, she was a really real introvert. Um, I think some people just need to do it in incremental steps as well, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope that's a few helpful tips on, on confidence
1: it's absolutely incredible and I think that I really I really feel like there are people here who will be like yeah okay I'm ready I'm gonna go and do it and you've given us some amazing <laughs> ideas of what we can be sharing and um, you've shown us that we all have this within us we do have the resources to pull on so we don't have to post pictures of calculators we can actually get out there and, and like educate and entertain the audience that we yeah. have with the things that they need to hear about and um, thank you so much Janet do you want to let us know how people can find out more about you and connect with you?
2: Yes, so um, the best place to connect with me is probably at my website, which is janetmarie.co.uk, and on I'm um, Instagram is the place that I'm probably the most active. I'm at janmarieuk. Um and we also have if you want to buy one of my planners. Someone was asking about it before. Um, I can show show one quick here. That's my that's the cheetah cover. Um, so they're they're hardback, um, and they've got a a content plan that you can follow. The four by four strategy I mentioned. That's basically what it's based on, um, month thousands of ideas that you can use um but they are ideas you know you do have to do a little bit of work and 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 we have got a code actually if you want to just for just for this event which is books books 10 if you want to grab yourself we've had the pre-order phase um but if you want to grab yourself a copy you can get a bit of a discount on the the full price just because you're at this event or if you're watching on the replay uh is it book 10 or books 10 i think it's book 10 isn't it whatever i
1: told you before yeah i've copied that from your message so i hope it Book yes yeah. I think
2: I think that's right I'm notoriously bad at remembering stuff like that um and I would just finish up by saying like be kind to yourself as well like you're if you're here I'm you may never have created content for a business before expecting to get on and be brilliant at it and not have a few slips and falls or you know a few things which are not your confidence it is like learning to ride a bike and the only way to do it is just to keep getting back on um and if, if your expectations of yourself are too high, you know, it takes time to learn this stuff and, and, and but if you stick with it, it will, you'll never be worried about clients ever, ever again, but you have to stick with it um, and you just have to kind of stick in there. So I hope that's been helpful and um, loads of um, interaction and comments. So it's been brilliant. So, so thank you. It's always really nice when there's lots of people commenting along, which is nice
1: thank you so much, Janet. We've really enjoyed it today. And for anyone who's following along with Bookkeepers Bootcamp, don't forget to come and connect with us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club on Facebook. We're going to be back again tonight speaking to two of our bookkeepers. There are guys involved with the Six Figure Bookkeeper as well, despite our pinkness. Um, Dave, Shannon and Craig Moore are coming to talk to us about their bookkeeping practices. So that's at 8.30. We'll see you later. Thanks, Janet. Take care. Thank you, Janet. Thank you.
0: Don't forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.